A very good morning on behalf of Teach 613. We welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Kiddushin Nun Beis. Kiddushin 52b. Pagination is 104. We'll start from the Mishnah, beginning of a line, midway on the page. Hamekadesh Bechelko. A Kohen who received a distribution of meat from Ben Kodshe Kodshim Ben Kodshim Kalim whether it was the holier level of a karban or what's described as the lower level of holiness of a karban, the woman that he gives that to would not be mikudeshes. And the Gemara explains, Mishulchan Gavoa Kazachu, he's only getting it because the Torah gives it to him to eat. And it's not really his to go ahead and use it for Kiddushin that he's given her something. Toysfis makes an observation that the fact that he gives this meat to her should qualify as giving her something just because he's given her something that would have financial value. It's something that she could have paid for. Why is it worse, Tesfis wonders, than Almanasha Adaber Olacha Lashilton on condition that I intercede for you with the governor, which is something she would have paid for, and therefore that money that he's not charging her is like he gave her that money. Why is this different? The fact is he gave her something that she would have been willing to pay for. And Teisvis answers by interceding with the governor, He really could have taken money and charged for what he did. And therefore, by not charging, it's as if he gave her something. There's some tangible value being exchanged. But over here, where you're dealing with a carbon, you would not be allowed to charge. It's not yours to charge, to give it to someone else. It's totally belonging to Hashem, to the Beis Hamikdash, and the permission that's given to the Kohanim is simply to eat it as the mitzvah is, but they have no stake in it. I guess, forgive the pun to hand it over from one person to the other and charge for such an tovasanov for such an interaction. On the third wide line, the Gemara develops this as a story. Tanura Banan we learnt. Laacha Petiroso Shirab Meir, after Rab Meir passed away, Amalem Rabbi Yehuda Litalmidov. Rabbi Yehuda told his students in anticipation that the students of Rabbi Meir now, without a Rebbe, might try come learning by him. Al Yichnesu Talmidi Rabbi Meir Lekan. Don't let the students of Rabbi Meir into our base medrash. Why not? Mepnesha Kanturonim Heim, because they are argumentative. From Rabbi Yehuda's perspective, he said, they're not coming to learn Torah, 
they're coming to outwit me in their Torah wisdom. And even though they have exceptional scholarship, apparently they had a different style of excellence, and Rabbi Yehuda didn't want it. Didn't want to have to deal with them. Dochak Sumchas Venichnas. Sumchas, who was a great Talmud Chacham from the Talmidim of Rab Meir, pushed his way in and he made it into the base Medrash of Rabbi Yehuda. Amalohem, and he did a presentation. Kach Shana Li Rab Meir, this is what Rab Meir taught me. Hamekadish Bechelko, Ben Kodshe Kodshem, Ben Kodshem Kalim Lokidesh. A person who takes the portion that he was given of the meat of a karban, whether it's kadshe kadshim, whether it's kadshim kalim, it's not a good kiddushin. Koas Rabbi Yehuda aleim, Rabbi Yehuda got angry with his students. Amalem he said, Lokacha marti lochem, isn't that exactly what I told you? I don't want the students of Rabbi Meir coming into our base medrash. Because they're argumentative. They're looking for an argument. They're not learning Torah. They're coming to outwit me. What was bothering him about Sumchus' statement? He said, What would a woman be doing in the Azara? In that part of the Beis Hamikdash? that the meat of the Kodshei Kodashim was being eaten. Kodshei Kalim that are eaten in all of Yerushalayim, so I understand how this transaction could take place. Somewhere in Yerushalayim, the Kohen wants to give the woman the meat that he was assigned, and he wants to know, is it going to be a good Kiddushin? But in the Azara, which is where the Kodshei Kodashim, the higher level of Kiddusha, type meat is eaten. What's a woman doing there? How in the world could this Kiddushin have taken place? And therefore, all they're doing is being academic and scholarly with me, but they're trying to outwit me. They're getting me on a good brain teaser. But it's not a practical case. What do we have to entertain this case for? Rashi learns that Nifsalim biyotze, such meat would become puzzle and worthless, forbidden, if it was taken out of the Beis Hamikdash. V'nashim a nichnasos la, and women are not allowed to come into the Azara. So that's what Rabbi Yehuda meant when he said the case has no application. Teisvus wonders if we could really understand this Gemara in such sweeping terms, he says there are cases that a woman could go into the Azara, and therefore Teisvis learns, Hare ein regilus shatikanes l'sham kidei lehiskadesh. Rabbi Yehuda wasn't saying that it's a catch-22 and it's impossible to have a woman in the Azara to accept this meat, which is meat that can't leave the Azara, he's not saying that a woman can't come in. He's saying that a woman 
wouldn't come in. It's like so unlikely that a woman would come into the Beis HaMikdash in order to do a Kedushin and to accept Kedushin from this man. Harebi Zayonhu. This is disgraceful. In any case, Rabbi Yehuda objected to the ruling because he said it's totally irrelevant. Omar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Yomru, people are going to say, he's thinking aloud, Meir Shachav, my colleague Rabbi Meir passed away. Yehuda Koas, my colleague Rabbi Yehuda is angry about this dynamic of differences in learning. Yossi, Shosak, and myself, Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, is going to be quiet. It's a moment that needs me to stand up and clarify the halacha. Divrei Torah matahayoleha. What's going to be with Torah if I remain silent? It seems that he needed to make an argument that under normal circumstances he would not have opened his mouth and put himself into the midst of this discussion and he wouldn't have basically outwitted Rabbi Yehuda with explaining why Rabbi Meir issued this ruling, he wouldn't have gotten involved. But his motivation was Torah Mateheyole. What's going to be with Torah? Above all, we need to discover the truth. And therefore, he decided he has no right to remain silent. And he said, couldn't somebody be representing his daughter in the Azara? You have two Kohanim and one of them wants to be Makadish, the girl, and the father is also a Kohen. He's standing there and he's willing to to accept the Kiddushin, in a quick moment, it's not that someone is out of their normal position and only came there in order to accept Kiddushin and it's it's just out of bounds. You have two Kohanim standing right there. It could also be that a woman sent a man into that area to accept the Kiddushin. Va'od, and besides, a third possibility. We need to know what the halacha would be if she pushed her way in. The fact is, even if she's wrong, she's out of place, but what would happen if it, if it did occur? And basically it falls in to the kinds of Talmudic cases that we see all over Shas of, I didn't say you're allowed to do it, but what happens if you did? Um, I remember teaching Lulav Hagazel. If someone would steal a Lulav and wants to know, is he going to be Yotze the Mitzvah by shaking it on Sukkot? And the fourth graders that I was teaching couldn't get over the concept that someone would steal a lulav and try to do the mitzvah. It's just outrageous. 
that's correct. It is outrageous. But sometimes we consider outrageous cases. Yeshe Koach, thank you for joining me.